going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I, of course, am Andrew for America. And today, people, I want to start the show by letting you guys know I finally got up and running on BitChute and Odyssey. Uh, I'm just kind of learning how to use them. Kind of like Rumble, just you're posting content. I'm going to start creating some more content, different stuff. Uh, I'm going to start having a little bit more video. Um, I know in a previous podcast, I said that I wanted it to be just audio and I was going to have a hidden mystique character on my video and some of the interviews that I've done. Uh, I have worn some of this getup and so some of the fellow podcasters that I've uh, done uh, convos with uh, have seen it. And everybody's got a little shtick, so I'm going to unveil that on you guys here pretty soon. You're going to be able to put a face with the voice. Somewhat. (laughs) Not completely, but you'll understand when you see them. When you see those videos start getting posted. So go follow me on Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey and Instagram, and Twitter, and Gab, and Facebook. Um, I want to give some shout-outs as well. Because I've been hearing my name and my podcast come up on other shows as of late. Two in particular. Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet podcast gave me a shout out and I appreciate that you guys are doing an awesome job I love your show and of course Matt from the Great Deception podcast Kindred Spirits um, shouting me out like some of my content I really appreciate it I'm a humbled person when I get love from people that are doing the same you know game recognizes game people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing you know, I really appreciate that. It makes me feel like hard work pays off. You know, stay the course. Be persistent. Don't easily give up. Keep going. Push through the tough times. And I really do feel like uh, my show and other shows like mine, we're providing you a service, people. We are selling you stories that are not stories that you would typically hear in this world because of the the, the domination of the big five mainstream media corporations. If you want real news, you're going to have to go to alternative media, the opposite of the mainstream media. If you want the truth, you have to look inwardly. And speaking of knowing the truth and seeking truth and trying to be a more spiritual, maybe 
quote-unquote connected, aware person. You got to look inwardly. And Matt uh, had a recent show on the Great Deception podcast where he talks about um, 20, uh, it's from a book. And I forget here, I think I have it right here. 20 Solutions to Free Mankind, I think is the name of the book. Or it's, I'm sorry, it's not the name of the book, but it is a part of the book. Uh, The author's name is Pao Chang. And I think it's uh, Word Magic. Uh, The Powers and Occult Definitions of Words is the book. And... I think you guys should go check that episode out and all of Matt's episodes. Uh, He's got a great show. And you definitely got to go check out Ron from New England and Buckley on the Wicked Planet. Their show's great. (sighs) So that's that. Um, What else is going on? I've been learning a lot, people, lately. I've been sponging up information from many different sources. Uh, I got a lot more free time on my hands lately, and I'm getting ready to tell you guys those personal stories of what's going on in my life uh, in the future. I keep setting it up because when I drop it on you, a lot of you are not going to believe uh, what I have been going through. But you know what? I'm a tough son of a bitch, people. I'm going to keep going. I ain't going to give up. You're going to have to kill me to stop me. It's just the kind of person I am. Anyway, long time ago, there I, I did some shows, or I did maybe one or two shows, where I just kind of did quotes. Uh, I occasionally collect clips and memes and quotes and stuff that I like, stuff that resonates with me. And I think I had an episode way back in the day called Quotable Everyone, where I just pretty much... Talked about quotes from things I've read, authors, um, intellectuals, etc. Right, and today um, I want to kind of just have a little bit more of a light-hearted show where we just kind of get deep and we provoke thought and we become philosophers. And we keep the peace and we stay positive and I don't go down this rabbit hole of doom and gloom and the world's coming to an end. (laughs) And the brave new Orwellian surveillance police state totalitarian dictatorship is coming. It's around the corner. It's the next boogeyman and hobgoblin more fear, fear, fear. Today I'm going to choose love. Because we all got a choice, right people? A choice between fear and love. Today's episode is going to be about love. Sort of. (laughs) Uh, Let's read some quotes. And we're going to dive into the minds of many different people today. Uh, In a previous show, I think uh, it was Tim Pool in that clip I played for you guys. He was talking about how every time people, uh, a lot of people bring up George Orwell, they always talk about the book and his writings. And he said, you know, I want to learn about the man's observations while he was alive. And I I feel like you can um, 
see that and you gain a lot more perspective from quotes from, you know, people that came before us, our elders, our ancestors, that had a lot more experiences, probably even more difficult experiences than we are having in this day and age. The tyranny of convenience, right? Everything just needs to get easier and easier and simpler and simpler so you can be lazier and lazier and sleepier and sleepier, right? But I really do think that you can learn a lot from the quotes, people that came before us, our elders, our ancestors, that commented on their reality during their time. It gives us context. I always talk about putting events from history into the historical context of the time that they occurred so that you can fully understand the culture, the status quo, the zeitgeist of that specific particular point in time, right? So here we go. You guys know I love Eric Fromm, specifically his book, the sane society where he talks about the difference between intelligence and reason. And that uh, was an ongoing theme that I touched on and brought up sometimes subtly and sometimes uh, other times not so subtly uh, in the beginning of my earlier shows. And I encourage you guys all, if you like my show these days, to go back and listen to uh, when I was getting started, because I think you guys will be able to see how far uh, I've come, how much the show has grown, how much uh, better production value uh, that I have built over my first year doing this, and how much more comfortable in this uh, character that I have become. And if you guys ever meet the real me, some of you know the real me. But a lot of you guys, you know, if you ever do meet me in real life, out of character, uh, I'm not the exact same guy I portray myself to be. I'm not being fake. I'm actually being authentic real me here on the show. But I wouldn't be so open uh to talking about the subject matter that I talk about on my show with just anybody. I think you got to be responsible with certain information. Sam Winchester always talks about we're in an information war. We're in a war for content. We are in a battle for the hearts and minds of the masses the gullible, naive, unwashed, belligerent masses, right? <laughs> Quote, this is from Eric Fromm, an illusion shared by everyone becomes a reality. Unquote. That reminds me of another quote, and I can't remember who said it, but I love this. A lie is still a lie, 
even if everyone believes it. And the truth is still the truth, even if no one believes it. Think about that, people. Here's one I love from Isaac Asimov. And you guys know I talk about Isaac Asimov from time to time. Specifically, his quote that I've <laughs> said probably a hundred times on the show, the cult of anti-intellectualism anti that makes some of us believe that your ignorance is just as uh, important or just as valuable as other people's knowledge. You're the type of person that thinks of other people's research and hard work and knowledge as just their opinion. Because if you're holier than thou, high and mighty, entitled attitude, out of control, narcissism, whatever, right? Here we go. Isaac Asimov. When stupidity is considered patriotism, it is unsafe to be intelligent. I know a lot of people, a lot of people these days that feel that way. And that's part of the reason why, you know, I, I know I talked about democracy being replaced with oligarchy. I'm not a fan of oligarchy, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm not really a fan of democracy either. I'm not a fan of mob rule. Majority rule. I don't like the idea that 51% of the population can vote something into law or into reality or into whatever which essentially subjugates the other 49% of the people and forces them to live under some, some type of tyranny. What's the solution to rule by the many or by the majority uh, and rule by a small group of people, oligarchy? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is that we need to fight for freedom, responsibility, independence, individual sovereignty, and liberty as much as we can in this new coming world. When stupidity is considered patriotism, <laughs> it is unsafe to be intelligent. It's not safe to be smart anymore, people. They're coming after the intelligent. It is a scary time to be alive. Here's one from 1984 from Orwell's famous book. Until they become conscious, they will never rebel. And until after they have rebelled, they cannot become conscious. You're lulled to sleep, people, by your black mirror. That empty black screen that be feeling like home, in the words of Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine. 
here's another one. I like this. This is by a guy named Jordan Maxwell. Nothing in this world operates the way you think it does. Banks do not loan money. Governments are not empowered to protect you. The police department is not there to serve you. Institutions of higher learning, colleges, and educational institutes are not there to educate you. The entire superstructure of civilization in the Western world is a combination of brilliantly put together and planned, well-planned schemes to direct the minds of the people in such a way as to serve their masters. I love that one. Uh, I forgot about this, but yeah, remember Jim Morrison from The Doors, people? He was once quoted as saying, whoever controls the media controls the mind. I love that. Jim Morrison also said one of my favorite quotes that actually pertains to the real me. (laughs) I think uh, he once upon a time said, I don't know about you, but I'm going to give my kicks before this whole place goes up in flames. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a personal motto of mine. And on that note, that reminds me of another quote from one of my favorite philosophers, Soren Kierkegaard, who wrote the books Fear and Trembling and uh, Either Or. Highly recommend them. Go take a look. Read some of that stuff. Here we go. Soren Kierkegaard. Life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. That's another way, in my opinion, of saying live in the now. And I think it was Lao Tzu that once said that if you live in the past, you are depressed. And if you live in the future, you are anxious. That's why you must live in the one single solitary moment. The only moment. And that moment is right now. Do you believe in simulation theory, people? Do you believe that we are a fabricated fairy tales and make-believe world created by a higher technical, technological creator, God, perhaps? I find it quite interesting to think about this kind of stuff, people. Here's one from Voltaire. Every man is a creature of the age in which he lives. And few, few, in my opinion, very, very few are able to raise themselves above the ideas of their time. I want to read that one more time. Every man is a create. I'm sorry. 
start over. Every man is a creature of the age in which he lives, and few are able to raise themselves above the ideas of the time. Whew, boy, chew on that one for a second. Here, you know, and here's another one that this one drives me mad every time I read this. I hate it. This is from Johann von Goethe. A lot of you have heard of Goethe. Quote, none are so hopelessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free. The truth has been kept from depth of their minds by masters who rule them with lies. They feed them falsehoods till wrong looks right in their eyes. This is from uh, Bertolt Brecht. I forget who he is, but you can go look him up. Man, I love this too. Simple and to the point. To those who do, who do not know that the world is on fire, I have nothing to say. He who laughs last has not yet heard the bad news. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I know I wasn't going to go dark and dismal and negative, but I mean, look how few words this gentleman used to express vast, deep thoughts, in my opinion. Vast, deep thoughts that all of us have. Maybe not in public, and maybe you don't talk about it, but in the privacy of your own mind. I'm sure this stuff crosses your mind from time to time, people. I wonder which will get you killed faster. Your loyalty or your stubbornness? <laughs> Oof. That one's that one's maybe specifically for me. I can be stubborn, boy. Woo-wee. I'm conscious of it sometimes, though. But there's times where I'll get in these little pissy moods, and I'll just have to remember, like, hey, man, hey, hey, you're better than that. You're better than this bullshit behavior. You can rise above it. You can be smarter. You can be more intelligent. You can be more aware. You can stop acting like a petulant little child. And this one goes out to probably a lot of my listeners. I feel like a lot of my listeners are going to be able to resonate with this. This is from a guy named Harry Cruz. So far as I can see, nothing good in the world has ever been done by well-rounded people. The good work is done by people with jagged, broken edges because those edges cut things and leave an imprint, a design. And then he says, the reading public bothers me, though, 
They don't want to read about the blood and the bones and guts of an issue. They want to read about something they're not going to have to think about. And if it does hurt them, it won't last very long. What has happened in this country is a failure of imagination. I love it. You are either aware of the programming or you've been programmed. Here's a quote from a guy named Neil Postman. Big Brother does not watch us by his choice. We watch him by ours. When a population becomes distracted by trivia, when cultural life is redefined as a perpetual round of entertainments, when serious public conversation becomes a form of baby talk, <laughs> when, in short, a people become an audience and their public business a vaudeville act, then a nation finds itself at risk. Culture death is a clear possibility. Ooh, boy, do I love that quote. This is from Robert A. Heinlein from Time Enough for Love. Son, I don't want to reminisce about the past. It's a sure sign of old age. Babies and young children live in the present, the now. Mature adults tend to live in the future. Only the senile live in the past. And that was the sign that made me realize that I had lived long enough when I found I was spending more and more time thinking about the past less of it thinking about now and not at all thinking about the future. That's deep, people. That is deep. We're going deep. We're going philosopher king today, people. This is from Robert Anton Wilson. There are periods of history when the visions of madmen and dope fiends are a better guide to reality than the common sense interpretation of data available to the so-called normal mind. This is one such period, if you haven't noticed already. In conclusion... There is no conclusion. Things will go on as they always have, getting weirder and weirder all the time. <laughs> I like it. I don't know where this comes from. I think this was a meme I saw. Uh, but this is kind of cool. Down into the rabbit hole. We each chase unseen shadows of the unknown. 
Deeper and deeper each of us quest into the darkness to find the thing that beckons us ever forward until there is no turning back. There is only moving forward in order to find the path out. There are endless twisting and winding paths burrowing deep into the ground. It is impossible not to get lost in the maze of tunnels and somewhere buried within this endless purgatory is the key to releasing the self that lays dormant within oneself. It waits patiently for the time it will be found. This one is uh, one of my favorite Nietzsche quotes. The strength of a person's spirit would then be measured by how much truth he could tolerate. Or, more precisely, to what extent he needs to have it diluted, disguised, sweetened, muted, or falsified. Listen to that again, people. The strength of a person's spirit would then be measured by how much truth he could tolerate or more precisely to what extent he needs to have it diluted, disguised, sweetened, muted, falsified. I mean, dude... And here's some more Nietzsche. I can't, I can't have a uh, philosophical quote show without quoting Nietzsche. Are you kidding me? Society tames the wolf into a dog. And man is the most domesticated animal of all. <laughs> the man who was forced into an oppressive narrowness and regularity of custom, impatiently tore himself apart, persecuted himself, gnawed away at himself, grew upset, and did himself damage. With him was introduced the greatest and weirdest illness, from which human beings today have not recovered. The suffering of man from his own nature, from himself, a consequence of the forcible separation from his animal past. A declaration of war against the old instincts in we, on which up to that point his power, joy, and ability to inspire fear had been based. Man, this is uh, from a guy, this is another one that's just straight to the point, and this one's kind of, this is kind of a silly, stupid one, but this is from a guy named Virgil Bauman on Instagram. Your money is fake, your food and water are being poisoned, 
All these wars are based on lies. Your country is run by a bunch of pedophiles, and you're all too distracted by bullshit to do anything about it. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Come on. I like this. Never forget that people will turn you into whatever they need you to be so that their internal narrative can make sense. Ego is a crafty deceiver. Read that again a few times if you need to. Oh, this is from Micah Dank. If you guys don't know who Micah Dank is, I've been checking out his stuff lately. He's awesome. Great stuff. Very intelligent, researched guy. Uh a gentleman and a scholar. Here we go. Let's read it again. Never forget that people will turn you into whatever they need you to be so that their internal narrative can make sense. I mean, come on, people. How much sense does that make, right? Ego is a crafty deceiver. I love it. This is from a guy named Jack V. Floyd at Jack V. Floyd on Twitter. If you haven't already noticed, the state corporate psychological operations are at an all-time high because the American empire is in dire straits. They need you distracted while they make their dollar exit plan to leave you bankrupt, homeless, and enslaved to the new world order. Okay, I know I said I was going to try to keep it positive. I'm trying. <laughs> I just needed to get some of this off my chest. I found this in my group of quotes for the show. Uh, sorry. Uh, okay, I just got to get this one out of the way, too. This is from Carol Quigley, author of the book Tragedy and Hope. Probably one of my most popular episodes. I think it's in my top three. Go back and listen to my Tragedy and Hope episode where I read excerpts from Carol Quigley, author from a uh, professor at Georgetown University who uh, was uh, the teacher and a mentor to William Jefferson Clinton. And I craftily lay out in Carol Quigley's own words a little bit of evidence that points to the big club's big plan and if you think that this is a new plan oh no 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 this plan is as old as time immemorial and the more you get into this stuff and start your quest you will learn that but here we go carol quigley the council on foreign relations is the american branch of a society which originated in england Rothschild, and believes national boundaries should be obliterated and one world rule and one world rule established. The Council on Foreign Relations is the American branch of a society which originated in England and believes national boundaries should be obliterated and one world rule established. And speaking of that, I want to take this opportunity to recommend a book. Uh, Sam Winchester recommended this book. 
and I kind of thumbed through it on Kindle. I picked it up on Kindle. I know I keep talking about you got to go buy physical books, but some books I buy on Kindle because I want to read them right away. And I burn through it, and if I really like it, then I'll go buy the physical copy. And I hard, I, I highly, I hardly, I highly, highly recommend you all learned gentlemen and ladies and scholars out there go do the same. Because when China drops or Russia drops and or Ukraine or whatever drops an EMP blast on us in the future, and uh, Klaus Schwab gets his cyber attack that Joe Biden's been talking about, demonizing Russia. Oh, there's cyber capabilities. So blah, 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 right? Well, one day that might happen, people. Told you, we're going to scarcity and austerity. Better get ready. Recently, I heard Ryan Dean uh, from the Dangerous World podcast say on uh, the Monday Night Master Debater show on Matt's show, Great Deception podcast, he, he made the argument, he made the case that the Second Amendment is very important, people, and the, you know, it might become life or death in the future if you don't got protection, if you don't got some weaponry. And I know I I said I'm not I said I'm not gonna go doom and gloom today. I'm just trying to arm you people with the ammunition of knowledge that you're going to need in this coming new world. Go pick up this book by Jim Mars, author of Rule by Secrecy, another book you should go read. This new book is called The Rise of the Fourth Reich. The secret societies that threaten to take over America. People, I would make the argument that they have already succeeded. I have heard many, many uh, conspiratorial and non, surprisingly, conspiratorial commentators talk about the United States as the Fourth Reich. The rise of the Fourth Reich. Are the Nazis taking over? I don't know. We're supporting Nazis in Ukraine right now. So it's not like it's off the table for our benevolent overlord American government big club officials, members, politicians, etc. And I'm not even going to get into my opinion on whether or whether or not the United States is the Fourth Reich. All I will say on that topic is that it is quite interesting that uh, Operation, I think it was Paperclip, I forget, I might begin that wrong, where we brought the Nazi scientists to the United States after World War II. They were very, very good at propaganda. Subsequently, since World War II, the United States has been increasingly effective at creating and distributing and disseminating propaganda. So, you know, I know correlation does not equal causation, but something to think about, right? This is from Yaron Brook, and he is a very, very staunch supporter of capitalism, and I kind of enjoy his perspective here. Jeff Bezos helps billions have a better life, and we shrug because he gets rich and happy during the process. Mother Teresa helped some people cope, but suffered and was unhappy during the process. So we consider her a saint. This skewed morality is why capitalism is losing. 
And in my last episode, I talked about what's moral and what's legal. How much government control should we have in each specific facet of our lives? Questions we all need to start asking ourselves. The Federal Reserve was created to intentionally and craftily transfer the wealth of Americans into the hands of a central banking oligarchy via inflation. Only a move towards a free market and free market money upends their scheme of control. That's from Jack Lloyd. Go follow Jack Lloyd. And on that note, here's another one from Yarnbrook that'll help you understand that. And I really love this. Who benefited more from the iPhone? A billionaire or me? I can talk to my kids from all over the world for the cost of nothing. I have every piece of music ever written in my pocket. Steve Jobs made this possible for me. And you tell me that the billionaires exploit us. I mean, people agree or disagree. I think it behooves all of us to consider the possibility that capitalism is our friend. Crony capitalism is our enemy. And knowing the difference between the two is of the utmost importance. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a break. Let's take a little break. And I'm going to... Go figure out what I want to talk about in the second segment of the show today. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I'm going to... I don't even know if Anchor's doing commercials anymore. Somebody told me that when I go from segment one to segment two, it just goes to my intro music for segment two. So, I don't know, maybe my ad expired on Anchor or something. So, I'm going to take this opportunity to say... Hey, if you are a like-minded individual and you like my content and you want to advertise on my show, uh, I want to be a bit of a capitalist and keep this thing afloat and keep it going. So let me know. Send me an email, andrewforamerica1984 at gmail.com. And if you want to be a sponsor, hit me up. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Um, let's keep the quote train going down the track. I kind of like these episodes. These are fun. Um, here's one from Aldous Huxley, author of the book Brave New World. The greater part of the population is not very intelligent, dreads responsibility, 
and desires nothing better than to be told what to do, provided the rulers do not interfere with its material comforts and its cherished beliefs. It is perfectly happy to let itself be ruled. So long as men worship the Caesars and Napoleons, Caesars and Napoleons will duly rise and make them miserable. This is from Arthur Miller. An era can be considered over when its basic illusions have been exhausted. An era can be said to end when its basic illusions are exhausted. A retreat began from the old confidence in reason itself, or the Enlightenment. Nothing any longer could be what it seemed. A sort of political surrealism came dancing through the ruins of what had nearly been a beautifully moral and rational world. The whole place was becoming inhuman, not only because of an accustomed fear was spreading so fast, but more because nobody would admit to being afraid. A retreat began from the old confidence in reason itself. Nothing any longer could be what it seemed. A sort of political surrealism came dancing through the ruins of what had nearly been a beautifully moral and rational world. The whole place was becoming inhuman. Not only because of an unaccustomed fear was spreading, not only because an unaccustomed fear was spreading so fast, but more because nobody would admit to being afraid. That's an interesting one. I guess that's uh, another way of saying that is don't be afraid or don't be afraid to admit that you're afraid, right? Ask for help. You can't do everything by yourself. It's a good message, right? This one's from Alan Moore. Your pretty empire took so long to build and now with a snap of history's fingers... Down it goes. Since mankind's dawn, a handful of oppressors have accepted the responsibility over our lives that we should have accepted for ourselves. By doing so, they took our power. By doing nothing, we gave it away. We've seen where their way leads through camps and wars towards the slaughterhouse. And speaking of enlightenment and reason and rational thought and the development of self, here's one from Immanuel Kant, and this is one another one I love that's just short and to the point. Enlightenment is man's leaving his self-caused immaturity. <laughs> Think about that. Listen to this one more time. Enlightenment, I'm going to throw in, can be defined as a man's leaving his self-caused immaturity. Boy, 
I love it. Boy, do I love that. Here's another one from Neil Postman. I do not mean to imply that television news deliberately aims to deprive Americans of a coherent, contextual understanding of their world. I mean to say that when news is packaged as entertainment, that is the inevitable result. And in saying that the television news show entertains but does not inform, I am saying something far more serious than that we are being deprived of authentic information. I'm saying we are losing our sense of what it means to be well informed. And on that note, and I've talked about this before, here's one from Dr. Francis C. Welsing. Reading is more important than watching TV because everything is in books. I love it. Here's one from the man himself, gonzo journalist and psychedelic enthusiast, Hunter S. Thompson. A man is to be pitied who lacked the courage to accept the challenge of freedom and depart from the cushion of security and see life as it is instead of living it second hand. Life has bypassed this man and he has watched from a secure place, afraid to seek anything better. What has he done except to sit and wait for the tomorrow which never comes? Turn back the pages of history and see the men who have shaped the destiny of the world. Security was never theirs, but they lived rather than existed. Think about this stuff, people. Many intelligent people that came before us have tried to tell us exactly what I am trying to tell all of you, my fellow Americans, here on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. Socrates, I call myself a peaceful warrior because the battles we fight are on the inside. People, if you want to find truth, if you are a seeker of truth and knowledge and wisdom, look inwardly and you shall find the answers you seek. Here's one from Noam Chomsky. Optimism is a strategy for making a better future. Because unless you believe that the future can be better, it's unlikely you will step up and take responsibility for making it so. If you assume that there's no hope, you guarantee that there will be no hope. If you assume that there is an instinct for freedom, there are opportunities to change things. There's a chance you may contribute to making a better world. And the choice is yours.
Ayn Rand. We can ignore reality, people, but we cannot ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. And I like this one. Um, I really don't want to rip on the left today, but I find this uh, quote to be quite interesting. This is from a, a female commentator uh, named Sydney Watson. And she said, I continue to find it remarkable that liberals control almost all, if not all, major institutions and yet endlessly complain about racism in society. Either they're really bad at ending it or really great at perpetrating it, perpetuating it. It's their meal ticket, people. Of course they want to keep it going. This is from Florence Nightingale. Give us back our suffering. We cry to heaven in our hearts. Suffering rather than indifferentism. For out of nothing comes nothing. But out of suffering may come the cure. Better have pain than paralysis. A hundred struggle and drown in the breakers. One discovers the new world, but rather ten times, rather die in the surf, heralding the way to that new world, than stand idly on the shore. Better have pain than paralysis. A hundred struggle and drown in the breakers. One discovers the new world, but rather ten times rather die in the surf. Heralding the way to that new world, then stand idly on the shore. You want to be an innocent bystander? Some people think that if you're a bystander in this life, people, you're not innocent. You're a guilty bystander. Here's Franz Kafka. It's only because of their stupidity that they're able to be so sure of themselves. Bam. Here's one from Caitlin Johnstone. And in a previous podcast, I read uh, a written piece by her about awareness. Uh, this one's good quote, a lucid and well-informed in- examination of the world's problems will keep bringing you back to this one fundamental issue, that Earth's inhabitants are being psychologically manipulated at mass scale into organizing themselves in ways that serve the powerful instead of the people. And here's another one I love. This is by Khalil Gibran. Selfishness, my brother, is the cause of blind superiority. And superiority creates clanship. And clanship creates authority which leads to discord and subjugation. And... 
Here's one that I love. This is from uh, Juice Mirlu's book I talked about in a previous show. Uh, here we go. The mechanization of modern life has already influenced man to become more passive and to adjust himself to ready-made conformity. No longer does man think in personal values, following more his own conscience and ethical evaluations. He thinks more and more in the values brought to him by mass media. Headlines in the morning paper give him his temporary political outlook. The radio blasts suggestions into his ears. Television keeps him in continual awe and passive fixation. Every culture institutionalizes certain forms of behavior that communicate and encourage certain forms of thinking and acting, thus molding the character of its citizens. To the degree that the individual is made an object of constant mental manipulation, to the degree that cultural institutions may tend to weaken intellectual and spiritual strength, to the degree that knowledge of the mind is used to tame and condition people instead of educating them. To that degree does the culture itself produce men and women who are predisposed to accept an authoritarian way of life. The man who has no mind of his own can easily become the pawn of a would-be dictator. I like that a lot, and it reminds me of this one, this quote by Pericles. Having knowledge, but lacking the power to express it clearly, is no better than never having any ideas at all. Is a picture forming in your minds, people? Are you seeing? Are you hearing? Are you understanding the common themes of my show? Am I making sense to you? Does this stuff make sense to you? How many different people have I quoted throughout the course of this podcast from episode one until this very moment? To deny that many, 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 many intelligent people that have come before us throughout history have been trying to tell us that we got to wake up and realize what is happening to us. The tyranny that is being perpetrated against us. Slowly but surely, unbeknownst to you, dark energy casting spells, providing you with illusions, with fictions that you people accept as if they are reality. Is life just one big illusion? I keep going back to simulation theory. When I think about what uh, language does 
and how there's so many different languages within the human race and there's so many different languages uh, digitally as well. Uh, you know, p- computer programming, the tech world, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. And how a, p- a computer program can be programmed using some type of digital language, right? Well, are we programmed through our language? Matt from the Great Deception Podcast just... Uh, You know, this is some of the content from his show that I'm kind of veering into right now from his show about the 20 ways to to save humanity or whatever that I brought up earlier. Uh, Interesting stuff, people. Let's keep some quotes going. Here's uh, one from uh, uh, Edmund Burke. When bad men combine, the good must associate. Else they will fall one by one, an unpitied sacrifice in a contemptible struggle. Think about that, people. When bad men combine, the good must associate. Not as easy to associate these days in the pubs of the land and talk about politics, right? You almost can't even talk about politics in public at the pubs anymore without someone or maybe a few people looking at you sideways. Maybe a fight breaks out because nobody wants to hear it, right? Sad, sad state of affairs we find ourselves in. Christopher Paolini. Here's a quote from him. Until we invent telepathy, books are our best choice for understanding the rest of humanity. <laughs> People, you got to go buy physical books and you got to read. I think it was Thomas Jefferson, I cannot live without books, right? Any intelligent, successful person, educated, connected, aware person, reads. People, I'm sorry to tell you, you got to read books. It's just kind of part of the deal. You want to be a connected, spiritually aware, able to see past the bullshit, able to read between the lines. You want to be that kind of person? Guess what? You got to read books. And that's all there is to it. Here's one from Carl Rogers. Excuse me. When someone really hears you without passing judgment on you, without trying to take responsibility for you, And without trying to mold you, it feels damn good. (laughs) It does feel good, don't you think? Oh boy, here's one from uh, Jacques Fresco. If you make people uniform, you can control them. If you teach people to read and think and question things, You lose control. So the best idea is to separate people if you wish to maintain a monetary system. It's called divide and conquer. By dividing people, they're not a threat and you can control them. Here's one from Arthur Schopenhauer. The real meaning of persons... I'm sorry, the real meaning of persona is a mask. 
such as actors were accustomed to wear on the ancient stage. And it is quite true that no one shows himself as he truly is, but wears his mask and plays his part. Indeed, the whole of our social arrangements may be likened to a perpetual comedy. And this is why a man who is worth anything finds society so insipid, while a blockhead is quite at home in it. <laughs> yeah, don't be a blockhead, <laughs> people. Uh, here's one from Voltaire. <clears throat> so long as the people do not care to exercise their freedom, those who wish to tyrannize will do so. For tyrants are active and ardent and will devote themselves in the name of any number of gods, religious and otherwise, to put shackles upon sleeping men. Oof. Mm -mm. That's a good one. Here's one from Emile Zola. I repeat with the most vehement conviction, truth is on the march and nothing will stop it. Today is only the beginning, for it is only today that the positions have become clear. On one side, those who are guilty who do not want the light to shine forth, and on the other, those who seek justice and who, who will give their lives to attain it. That's good. Here's um, <clears throat> Bertrand Russell. If an opinion contrary to your own makes you angry, that is a sign that you are subconsciously aware of having no good reason for thinking as you do. <laughs> I want to read that one again. If an opinion contrary to your own makes you angry or uncomfortable or gives you some cognitive dissonance, that is a sign that you are subconsciously aware of having no good reason for thinking as you do. <laughs> Yeah, you self-righteous, holier-than-thou people out there. I wonder how you do it. I really do. I wonder how you continue to just diarrhea of the mouth, bullshit nonsense, maybe media-created uh, talking points or whatever. And then as soon as someone shows you facts and evidence to the contrary, your ego kicks in. Not your intellectual curiosity or your intellectual honesty or your ability to be humbled or to be proven wrong. To be the type of person that wants to be a learner, a, a gainer of uh, knowledge and wisdom. You have to have humility, people. Stop defending your bullshit, nonsense, unsupported untruthful, unfactual, fictitious fantasy nonsense. Why do you defend it when you know deep down inside that you have no good fucking reason to believe the bullshit you say? Have you done the work 
of learning? Have you read the books? Have you done the research? Have you cross-examined multiple themes and ideas from multiple people so that you can combine them and sift through them and find the common threads so that you can get ever closer to absolute truth, objective reality? If you haven't done the work, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Because you are the problem with this country. Here's one from Frank Zappa. Americans like to talk about or be told about democracy. But when put to the test, usually find it to be an inconvenience. We have opted instead for an authoritarian system disguised as a democracy. We pay through the nose for an enormous joke of a government. Let it push us around and then wonder how all these assholes got in there. (laughs) Well, he's right. He's not wrong. Here's a quote from Jim Harrison. If everything becomes a diversion, what is left at the center? I have closely noted that people who watch a great deal of TV never again seem able to adjust to the actual pace of life. The speed of the passing images apparently becomes the speed they aspire to, and they seem to develop an impatience and boredom with anything else. Children become so saturated with TV and video games that Ritalin becomes the alternative. Or so I've read. (laughs) That's just sad. Here's a quote from Albert Camus. The welfare of the people, in particular, has always been the alibi of tyrants. And it provides the further advantage of giving the servants of tyranny a good conscience. The welfare of the people. I think it's probably time that we all get more self-sufficient, people. Uh, Here's Bernard Shaw. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Duh! This is from uh, J. Michael Thomas Hayes author of Rise of the New World Order, The Culling of Man. I've been reading that book lately. Very, very interesting educational book. I highly recommend you all go pick up Rise of the New World Order, The Culling of Man by J. Michael Thomas Hayes. Quote, An illusion it will be, so large, so vast, it will escape their perception. Those who will see it will be thought of as insane. And I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast and podcasts like this probably think that I and others like me are insane. (laughs) No genius uh, has ever come without a sense of madness, right? Nietzsche. Maybe there's some truth to that, maybe not. But like I've always said, 
before. I'd rather know things than not know things. I'd rather be knowledgeable rather than ignorant. Here's a quote from Hannah Arendt. The moment we no longer have a free press, anything can happen. What makes it possible for a totalitarian or any other dictatorship to rule is that people are not informed. How can you have an opinion if you are not informed? If everybody always lies to you, the consequence is not that you believe the lies, but rather that nobody believes anything any longer. And a people that no longer can believe anything cannot make up its mind their minds. It is deprived not only of its capacity to act, but also of its capacity to think and to judge. And with such a people, you can then do what you please. People, I would make the argument that the powers that be, the big club that rules this world, they are doing as they please. Don't you think? Um, okay. I'm almost done. I know this is getting long. Uh, but I want to just data dump all these quotes uh, in this episode. And if I'm going too fast for you, I apologize. Just go back and uh, listen to them and then pause it. If you want to take it, da- take them down. Or if you want to just think about them and ponder them for a few more minutes. I know I'm moving kind of fast, but I want to get this going and get it over with. So here we go. Here's one from Albert Einstein. The intuitive mind is a sacred gift. And the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Here's one from Dylan Charles. Modern media is exceptionally talented at combining images, narration, stats, and facts, sound effects, lighting, motion graphics, etc. to activate a particular vibration within the imagination. Just like calming music or binaural beats can induce a peaceful, meditative mental state, news media can create the fear agitation whether a threat is real or only perceived to be real. If that perception takes hold in your mind, the mission is accomplished and worry and anxiety ensue, followed by the deterioration of your health. Mm. That one's good too. Think about that one, people. All right, let's be done. I think uh, I think I've made my point. I hope this uh, episode today has been enlightening, and educational, and interesting, and informative. I hope my show is uh, benefiting my listeners, and thank those of you. Thank you very much for those of you that continue to listen every week. As soon as a new episode comes out, I've been noticing. Uh, 
that that number is looking pretty good and growing. So I thank you very much. Um, like I said, if anybody knows anyone that wants to sponsor shows like mine, uh, have them email me at andrewforamerica1984 at gmail.com. Go check me out on face, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gab, Rumble, uh, BitChute, and Odyssey. Coming soon to other platforms. All right, people. You know what time it is. It's time to play some punk rock. All right, people, welcome back. Uh, before we play some punk rock today, I want to play this clip from a guy named Naval Ravikant. And he was on the Rogan podcast, I think, a while back. And I found this clip, and it sort of pertains to uh, the show today. How, you know, the choice is ours, people. It's our choice how we interpret uh, how we interpret this world that we live in from birth to death, from the cradle to the grave. So uh, let's have this be the final thought for the episode today, and then we're going to move on and play some happy uh, drinking music English punk rock that I think is really awesome. Uh, so here, real quick, take a listen to this. Life is really a single-player game. It's all going on in your head. You know, whatever you think, you believe will very much shape your reality, both from what risks you take and what actions you perform, but also just your everyday experience of reality. If you're walking down the street and you're judging everyone, you're like, I don't like that person because their skin color, I don't like that, oh, she's, she's not attractive, that guy's fat, this person's a loser, oh, who put this in my way, uh, you know. The more you judge, the more you're gonna separate yourself and you'll feel good for an instant because you'll feel good about yourself, I'm better than that, mm. but then you're gonna feel lonely and then you're just gonna see negativity everywhere. The world just reflects your own feelings back at you. Reality is neutral. Reality has no judgments. To a tree, there's no concept of right or wrong or good or bad, right? Mm. You're born, you have a whole set of sensory experiences and stimulations and lights and colors and sounds, and then you die. Yeah. And how you choose to interpret that is up to you. You do have that choice. Whew, boy, that is good advice. I should take some of that advice myself. Um. Uh choice is ours people what kind of person do you want to be in this new world that is upon us right all right people i hope you like the show today and today i want to end with this uh i've been talking with a gentleman named nick, named nick from the band the cribs and the cribs are from the uk they are an english uh punk band and they play what I would describe as happy drinking music punk rock. Uh, it is lighthearted. It is comedic. Uh, there's some funny parts in these guys' songs. Uh, this is the kind of stuff I want to listen to when I'm at the pub having a pint. It's bloody brilliant. <laughs> that was the worst English accent you have ever heard. Um, but these guys are great, and uh, I want to thank Nick and the guys from the Cribs for allowing me to play a couple of their songs on the show today. Uh, so continuing with the happy, 
uh, theme, or maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if the theme today was that happy. I guess I was just trying to go deep and philosophical and not be so doom and gloom. I still wanted to be thought uh, provoking and eye opening today, obviously. Uh, but here we go. Let's play a couple fun, uh, lighthearted, uh, go to the pub and have a couple pints, punk rock. Uh, so here's a song by The Cribs. This is off of their EP 78 RPM. And this uh, was put out by Dammit Records from the UK. Here we go. Here's the song Right Said Fred by the band The Cribs. Friends, both of us together, one each end of said he had to go. Shift your ass back to us. Right to shift it, couldn't even lift it. We was getting nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea. Right to friend, give us a Charlie, up come Charlie from the floor below. Come on, you fucking dingbat. After training, he left complaining. We was getting nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea. And Charlie and Sling, they thought we ought to take our phone, the angle. Let's not be the stupid cunt to kick me off. Even took a seat off, should have got us somewhere, but no. My friend says that seven on a cup of tea, and we said, right oh. Right, said Fred, after to take a door off, went more space, chips on toe. Have it. Had bad twinges, taking off the hinges, and it got us nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea. Right there, friend, I've taken a walk down this damn wall, it's gone to bloody go. What a fucking mess. The fur wall down, even with it all down, we was getting nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea, and Charlie had seen Curly said, Look, friend, got a sort of feeling, if we remove the ceiling, with a rope or two, we could drop the bike through. all right wow uh (laughs) i kind of want to have a couple pints right now and seems sing some songs with these guys that was right said fred by the band the cribs and i hope you guys enjoyed the show today uh, go check out the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt or donate to the show. Email me, andrew4america1984 at gmail.com. Go check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gab, Rumble, uh, Odyssey, BitChute. Coming soon to YouTube. Um, so here we go. Here's one more song. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Uh, This is one more happy drinking punk rock uh, song by The Cribs. 
Uh, this one's kind of funny as well. Got some funny parts to it. I love these guys. And again, thank you guys uh, for letting us hear your music here on the show today. Here we go. Here's Will I What by the band The Cribs. <laughs> Darling, how about a date? Let's go round the coffee bar I know one that ain't too far Say there, darling, won't you come along? Do just what I tell you and you can't go wrong oh, Will you let me take you walking? Will I what? Will you let me hold your hand then? You what, mate? I will tell you what my game is If you tell me what your name is, will ya? I will not Please don't think I'm trying to get fresh Don't get so excited, you should be delighted Don't just stand here wasting time with words You're at times I'm better than them other birds Oh, will you let me take a walk in? Will I what? Will you let me hold your hand then? Um, no I will tell you what my game is If you tell me what your name is, will ya? Not a chance just how much can a poor bloke do he wants to know a bird like you? So will you take me walking? Are you deaf? Will you let me hold your hand in? Will you leave me alone? Book yourself in two spectators. Will you tell me what your name is, will ya? No, just shut up. All right, people, that's the show. Thanks for listening. I love you guys very much. Go check out the Wicked Planet podcast. Go check out the Great Deception podcast. Go check out the uh, According to Sam podcast. Go check out the Dangerous World podcast. And there are many others out there that you will hear about through the grapevine if you listen to all of our shows. That is for sure. I'm still exploring and uh, finding, discovering, listening to new uh, podcasts every day. Uh, I would rather devote 100% of my media consumption to podcasting, to be honest with you, and YouTube or uh, video content online, um, you know, that these podcasters are putting out as well, and some other commentators. I'd rather uh, participate in that kind of media and that kind of content than I would any mainstream media content. That's just me, but I do encourage you all to do the same. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you're entertained. I hope you are enlightened. I hope we're all learning together for you, for me, for all of us. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 92 of the Politics and Punk Rock.